and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 64. Let's roll. And I've got a great show this week because I got one of the OGs. I know if you guys are longtime listeners, you've heard me roll with my man Beezy before, but I'm super excited to, to have Jake with us today. Uh, Jake is a, a member of the Undroppables with me, an OG member of the Undroppables. I mean, way back from the beginning. And, uh, you know, he's he's had a busy, busy year. He's coming back around to to doing some fantasy content. I'm bringing him back on this show. Uh, I love having him on this show. He's a real dynasty Nick. Uh, he knows what's going on in dynasty leagues. He's a great, great dynasty player. He's also a great analyst and really, really fun to have on the pod. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring my main man out. Y'all know Jake B. Song. You can find him at the BZBFF on Twitter. Jake B. Song. BZ, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I am excited to be back. It's been a minute since we've had a chance to kind of kick it. Uh, we go way back. We had we've had a lot of these conversations, so it feels good to kind of be back on the mic again, you know, and and really kind of just getting my groove back again. And I appreciate all the kind words. You know, we're in the play. We're go, we're going for those playoff runs now, uh, so that you know I been busy as shit trying to get 52 fucking teams you know (laughs) lined up here um but yeah man it's it's been a it's been a good year it's been fun and uh i'm excited for this i'm excited for the playoffs and you know pick your brain on some stuff as well you know right now some people are thinking of that that gif with what did you just say like some people heard you say did you say 52 teams you know the the will ferrell what did you just say? Um, and so, yeah, 52 teams. Dude is an absolute dynasty legend. Uh, you know, uh, never says no to a new dynasty league. And, <laughs> you know, and you shouldn't be saying yes if you want him in your league because he's probably going to win the damn thing. I mean, he really is a great dynasty player. I mean, I, I you know, I'm in a few leagues with him. And, you know, uh, it, it, you always see him at the top. You always see him making sharp moves. Um, you know, so – Proceed with caution when when trying to play against BZB, and uh, you know, uh, so so that's it, man. But yeah, he's in fifty two leagues. I don't know how the hell he does waiver wire yeah. Tuesday, uh, that, that uh, dude. It's 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 bad. I, I spend hours on it. I'm doing wa- waiver wire Wednesday as well, yeah. uh, just to double check to see what got dropped. Yeah. Um, but you know, I made the playoffs in forty of them already. Oh, uh, forty forty locked in. Uh, I got two pending. Um, and then there's like 10 rebuilds that I just I said, fuck it. I'm going to kick it and just start rebuilding it and, uh, get ahead for next year. Cause I just don't like the way the team looks. And I just didn't think it was playoff bound material. There you um, go. So, you know, that taking that 10 off, it gives you that little bit of a break, you know, cause now you're just like, you're not too worried about the waivers on them anymore, unless there's like something big that happens or, but you know, you're pretty much just trading and, and wheeling and dealing and getting yourself set up for the following year. Uh, but, you know, the other leagues, man, I'm, I'm getting ready for playoffs here and trying to make some pushes here. I see other people in the water, uh, yourself, uh, you hmm. know, Polly term. Uh, you see all the trades starting to fly right now with the uh, last minute deals before the deadlines hit and people trying to secure a, uh, a you know, a quarterback or a running back for a run. Uh, yep. it, super important time right now. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun, man. I'm, I'm, it, I'm excited. And it's, it's a season like no other because, like, normally right now you're like, Dude, who you got? And you're like CMC, Derrick Henry. You know, oh, I got, I got this Dalvin Cook, Camara. You know, Saquon team. All right, no, no, I got this DeAndre Swift. Right? It's like, 
oh my God, like the, the landscape at the running back position has made this a very, very interesting season. And I think it's created some opportunities. And I know you and I were talking about it a little bit, like, like give you an example for BZ's 10 teams, all those teams that are not in the playoffs, all you're looking at is like, okay, I need to, it's almost like it's already uh March, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it fucking doesn't matter. The rest of the season doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You gotta, you just gotta fast forward your brain to March and what are player values gonna look like for my team in March. And if they're if it's a guy who's gonna be worth less in March than he is now, I wanna get off him. If it's yep. a guy who's more, I definitely want to hold that guy. And that's basically all I'm trying to do because between now and March, before you do start doing a the 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 NFL draft and all that sort of thing, if I have something that's going to depreciate in value. I'm doing almost anything I can to get that asset off my team. Absolutely. By any man, even in some cases, you're dropping them because it's like, dude, that guy's going to be fucking worthless. Like, yeah. I'd rather have something that's going to appreciate a, a backup this or that that's going to be possibly could move team, could do this. You literally have to do that with a team that's out of the playoffs because there's no other thing that you're doing other than next year. Exactly. Uh, you know, a, a, a guy like in season, uh, you know, your Tyson Williams type player, a yeah. uh, guy who came in all of a sudden week one with a starting opportunity, uh, you know, looked decent in the role. And then, I mean, you your opportunity was right there to make yep. your move if you didn't believe in him. And if you didn't, you got held on to him. And now he's he's inactive half the time. So uh, yep. it, this is this is a tough game. You have to be able to roll with it and make decisions quicker than you know some might some might like to make and yes uh you really really got to be looking at the the future in a lot of ways too and you got to be smart about it you know uh dynasty trades especially at this time of the year like yes you're trying to build a contender but you're not giving up a second round pick for like a Devonte freeman like we were talking about right. uh because that's going to bite you next year you know pay up a little bit go get yourself a josh jacobs go get yourself you know a kyler murray go get yourself a guy that's going to be a franchise player for the next few years if you're giving up picks so that way you're not you know giving up picks and you don't have any youth and you're you're stuck in like this weird middle ground that you're never going to get out of that's right yeah i mean yeah there's Devontae freeman's a great example right because he actually can maybe help you win a ship I mean, yep. you know, obviously if he's your RB1 or RB2, you're probably not winning. But no. in deeper leagues where maybe you play two running backs plus a multitude of flex roles where, hey, man, if I've got a good flex-worthy running back, an RB2-3 in my deep flex, as like Devontae Freeman, if I'm playing him instead of some scrub wide receiver, you know, that, that can help. I mean, if you have a stud team, everybody studs everywhere, but you kind of lost some running backs. And, man, if you can just get some – you know, 10 points in your RB2, you think it could solidify your team. Well, maybe that's a Devontae Freeman thing. Yeah. Yeah, but paying, you're right. I mean, look, if you have to pay a second and it wins you the shit, I've said this before. If I, I'll pay a 22 second right now to win the chip. I don't even need a player. If you just told me, spend this on air and you'll win, I'm in. Like, just tell me I'm winning it and I'll do it. But you don't necessarily want to do that if you're not a legitimate title contender because again as you point out Devonte freeman very very likely to be worthless next march yeah and, you know another player i like that's going to have a lot of talk uh and i'm sure we'll touch on him as we go through this as well as cordell patterson yeah. um you know because his value just skyrocketed this year and now 
I, I will be honest with you. I just paid a second to acquire him on a team. It's a great where team. I am, yeah, I am. I am in a position where I'm second place in the league. The first place team has a nasty lineup. His kid has been rolling it. Um, I needed somebody that could come in and fill either my flex spot, running back spot, wide receiver spot. I don't give a shit which one he fills. Right. But you know, his volume is is consistent. He's been getting the the opportunities. So uh, I, you want a player like that that's going to give you that versatility in your lineup and just be able to kind of maybe push you uh, up a little bit over like a. I think I had, you know, um, who the hell was it? Not even like a, a Darnell Mooney's a good player, but when you got Darnell right. Mooney, you got and you got Cordell Patterson, you're going to play Cordell Patterson because you know that volume's there. Yes. Um, where Mark Mooney, he's more of like that hit or miss. Take your hit or miss out, pop in your consistent volume, go get that damn trophy. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly right. And you're not guaranteed, obviously, to win the trophy, but you're you're definitely increasing your chances with a guy like Cordell Patterson, who has a higher floor and a higher ceiling than almost yes. any other player that you could acquire for a, 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 a 22 second. Yep. And so you're right, though, he's probably going to turn into a pumpkin. Was he like 32 years old or something? Yeah, he's, like, he's he's 30 damn years old, and you know what? I, I I could I could see a scenario where you play it out where he has some value next year. You know, I agree. Okay, Atlanta's going to come out; they're going to do it again because you know he was such a valuable piece of their offense. Uh, maybe they get a young quarter. Quarterback, whatever they decide to do with Matt Ryan, rebuild that off- offensive line. He's their weapon for the next year. But you only got you only got a small window here. You've got about a two year window max. Yeah, uh, where at some point in that two year window, you're going to want to capitalize before he starts to. Yep, because it'll happen. You know I agree with that. That I mean, <clears throat> look, unless he's hurt or somehow loses a step, I, you know, which I don't necessarily see in like you know six months, eight months. Yep, I think he should be. An, uh, a piece of that offense, even if they got like some sort of better running back, you know, like he's proven such versatility. They line him up. I mean, he truly should have RBWR uh, designation because he does play a lot in the slot and out wide. Yep. There are games he plays all in the backfield. He got out. I think he had, I think Mike Davis ran more routes this past week than he did. Like mm-hmm. his usage is kind of all over the place where they're just, he's like that queen chess piece where they move him around whichever way they need him to. Um, it would probably have been a lot better uh, if Calvin Ridley were around, open up some more space for both Pitts and Patterson. But Patterson's been a revelation, man. That 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 kid might be a league winner for you in that league. And and you know, and it's wild that you know at the beginning of this year he was sitting on everybody's waiver wire, just yeah. sa- sitting there, just dicey waiver wires. No one even thought about him. Free ninety nine, baby. Yeah, dude. I mean, just. That is that's what's uh, that's what the craziest thing about this game is is a guy like Cordell Patterson who's been in the, he's been in the league for like nine years yeah. or whatever it is man he's been in the league forever um, and just all of a sudden out of nowhere I mean you saw it early in his career you saw it a little bit with the Patriots when they kind of utilize him a little bit um, but now to see him doing this and on the Falcons is just like where was this the past like nine years you know like. Yeah. Well, right now, right now, all the listeners are like, oh, don't do it. Don't fucking tell the don't tell him that the Patriots exist because he's just going to go on a 25 minute rant about the Patriots. So be careful, BZ. These people are getting pissed off when you start mentioning <laughs> names like that, because I did it last week where we, me and me and uh, Duncan started talking about the Patriots. And I don't know how many minutes it was in. It was like 20, 25 minutes. And I looked down. I was like. Oh shit! Maybe we should just do the whole goddamn thing—the the whole two hours, of just Mac Jones talk. I got a couple of uh, you know tweets that were like, "Dude, I had to shut it off after 30 minutes of Mac Jones last fucking week," and I was like, "Oh, you missed it because I you know dunked on uh, Ben Simmons, or whatever." But uh, yeah, it, look, I agree. I thought that uh, Belichick was actually the first uh, coach that really started to use Patterson, uh, yes. you know, in the backfield, like with any sort of volume. 
not quite an, enough to be fantasy relevant, but you saw the type of player he was. Of course, me being a Pats fan, I remember he he's a rugged runner. Like this dude's like 220. Like, yes, he, he's he is. not he's just a, a little guy. like we think of him as like this, like, oh, kick returner. He's a little guy. No, no, he's 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 stout, man. He he runs right up in there. So uh, I think he's 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 a, a good running back, but he's just a great football player. He is. Uh, and like I said, I, I like Cordell when he came out. I, I drafted him in a few leagues way back when, when he was a rookie on the Vikings. I was excited his first few games. You saw it. And then it was just like the fizzle of all fizzles, man. And you were just like, where the hell did this kid go? And to see him doing this again now is just awesome because I, I do like him. And I, it's, just, it's just funny to me that it's been so long since we've talked about him uh, for him just to come out here. And you see another wide receiver that's kind of been dead for years. And all of a sudden, you're starting to see a little bit of spark here. And do you know who I'm talking about? Who are we talking about? This is exciting. A dead Just, wide receiver. A, a dead wide receiver that that was drafted high, very high, um, by the exact same fucking team that drafted Cordell Patterson. Oh, wait. Why can't I figure this out? Yeah. And has basically been non-existent, but in the last oh, few games. Laquan Treadwell. Yes, there it Laquan is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, my brain is broken. Who yeah. Nobody's on Minnesota. Nobody's ever. Oh, no, wait. Of course, Laquan Treadwell. It is amazing. Yes. Tell and us about Laquan Treadwell, sir. You, you know, uh, this kid has just been like dead to fantasy for years. I mean. Considered a bust, uh, more of a possession type receiver, not one guy that you would see could really like spread, you know, get down the field and draw coverage. He was more of like your typical possession receiver. Um, I liked him coming out. I was like, oh, maybe this kid will be something. But again, uh, Minnesota back in the day could draft these guys, but they could just never develop their wide receivers. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's it just funny that I was just looking at this. Now, he, he's been in the league for what I think it was like six or seven years. He's only 26 years old. I mean, he was like the original Juju Smith-Schuster of, of wide receivers at the age he came in. And, you know, and he just uh, – all of a sudden, it's just like, again, we're starting to see him on Jacksonville. Uh, and not that he's doing anything crazy, but it's if just funny t- that you're – If you told me Laquan Treadwell was like 40 years old, I'd been like, yeah, yeah, that checks, yeah. The fact that he's 26, you're right. I mean, he did come out same class as Michael Thomas, Sterling yeah. Shepard, that 26. class, right? Yeah, 26 yeah. years old. 26 yep. years old, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he's been in the league six years. Yeah, six years. So it, so he's so he came out, he was about 20 years old. I mean, that's wild to me. Uh, you know, this kid yeah. should be in his prime right now. And imagine him coming out of the woodwork after six years of being in the league and just now all of a sudden he's connecting with Trevor Lawrence. He's getting down the field. He's making plays. And um, again, uh, just sitting on your waiver wires, you know, if you if you have a weird little spot on there, it, it's worth just a tag him on there if you're in a deep league uh but i added in a few just because what the hell uh you know what yeah can't hurt at this point with all the injuries yeah it's interesting you know there's so many of these guys and and it's a it's a it's an archetype i've been moving away from the Nikhil harry laquan treadwell Devontae parker you know Corey davis mike williams these sort of bigger outside contested catch possession you know taller, bigger receivers, they're just not targeted as much as they used to be, you know, back in the Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper days, right? You know I mean? Mm-hmm. We've sort of seen that that pro, that prototype not be the prototype as much. The prototype is getting closer to Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, you know, yes. in that, you know, right? Justin Jefferson, these guys that are not small, but a little smaller, but a lot quicker and can, and can create separation uh, with their route running and their quickness. 
Absolutely. That that's this is this is actually something. It's it's funny that you said this because I have been kind of looking at a lot of my teams are doing something very similar. Like I'm going after the Deontay Johnsons of the world, those Justin Jeffersons, those uh, you know Elijah Moore is a is yes. a kid that I want to get a lot of a lot of yep. traction of going forward. Um, you know, potentially Rondell Moore as well. Uh, you know, he's a little bit smaller, but uh, he's a kid that I kind of been, I'm still kind of fifty fifty on. Uh, yeah. I do like the talent, but I'm not really quite sure if I'm. 100% sold yet, but Elijah Moore is a kid that I really like a lot. But those are the guys you're trying to look for because they, they are the ones that are just running the different route trees. And can, can Rondale Moore be like Hunter Renfro, but with like better, you know, after the catchability? In other words, that's yeah. really the prototype he needs to go for, yeah. you know, and in that, uh, you know, obviously tied to Kyler Murray for, you know, at least the foreseeable future with those two is a good thing, I think. Um, obviously there's been a lot of target competition there. And I think that's been one of the bigger issues, like even Christian Kirk, you know, I mean, obviously you have AJ yeah. and, and, uh, knock on, uh, 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 on the outside. side, but, um, you know, in the middle of the field, you know, they've, they've played, uh, you know, some tight ends there. Uh, and then, and then, and then Kirk, and of course the backs, uh, get some, uh, some looks, both Connor and Edmonds. And then of course, Kyler can run it. So there's a lot of that sort of short game is, is sometimes taken by Kyler just sort of here I'll just take 12 yards right here you know yeah yeah, yeah and you know and like I said it's uh, I, I I like to I've actually traded in a few dynasties yeah. um I've had I've had to make some moves uh to acquire some wide receivers and and, and get some more uh juice going in uh but you know it's it's one of those things I do like the kid I do think he's got talent but uh like I said I Renfro that the Renfro role is exactly what you're looking for out of him uh yeah and speaking of Renfro I mean right yeah. hey uh, I I loved Renfro last year. That that boy got some routes, man. He got yeah. some feet. You know, he he's quick. He's twitchy. Yeah, the um, accountant. That's what that's yeah. my nickname for him. The accountant. Yeah, yeah he I just, mean, I, he, he adds it all up, baby. Uh, you know, I, I had I had spoken to uh, two on one Tommy, who is another one of our uh, undroppable members, um, one of the OGs. Uh, at the beginning of this year, and I had said to him, I go, what are your thoughts on Hunter Renfro, man? I, I go, because I, I have him all over my dynasty rosters. I'm I'm a little bit tilting on him. I, you know, I'm like, where, where am I, where, what am I leaning here towards? Um, and he was like, you know, hold on tight. And I'm like, he, he's, he's a talented kid. He's got he's got great route running. Uh, you know, he could eventually carve out a role. And hey, man, uh, again, when it comes to Tommy and the Raiders, if he says hold on to one of the Raiders, you hold on to one of the Raiders. Oh, he says to hold on to all of them. I mean, he's, he's no, you can't you can't ask him any Raider information. He's, his heart is bigger than his brain when it comes to the Raiders. I mean, there's a brilliant kid who can articulate anything. You start talking about the Raiders, he becomes a caveman, this, this guy. I mean, are you kidding me? I love it's him. It's very true. It's, it's very so true. true. I love him. I love it. I love the passion, you know? I want that Absolutely. dude on my side every day. So, Absolutely. So, so check it out. We you, This sort of started from, you know, we, we, we just get rolling because that's how we go. But, like, this was about what, what I had sent you. The question I sort of sent you was – all right, I'll set it up this way. The dynasty game theory right now, at this particular moment in, in whatever league you're in, is kind of what I was talking about with those all those playoff teams, those non-playoff teams that BZ has. You have to identify what kind of team you have and also start identifying all the players on your roster because there's a huge value opportunity in all leagues right now that is predicting and understanding how these values are going to change dramatically between now and, and the off season. As soon as the off season hits, look, even, you know, I mean, we can't forecast the draft and we can't forecast free agency, but we do know they're coming. And so you want to look at your team and say, okay, player 
X. I look at him. Is he going to be more or less valuable at any point, like whether it be just after the NFL draft, after rookie drafts, or just before the season? But at some point in the offseason, is his value going up or down? Well, for the most part, all teams should be looking to get rid of players who are going to lose value and get players that are going to increase in value. However, many of your league mates aren't thinking that way. They just aren't seeing it. They're going to miss it. And so you can make a one-for-one deal right now with a player that right now they seem similar value, but in another six to eight months, it's going to look like a stupid trade for the other son of a bitch. And Mm -hmm. that's the type of stuff you want to do. And you want to start to acquire the, 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 the ascending assets and get rid of the descending assets. Now, as we pointed out at the very beginning, Devontae Freeman, you might want to buy him anyway, even though you know he's a descending asset because you feel like, shit, man, I can win. However, you do need to know, hey, man, maybe there is a better asset out there that you could find. I, you know, Elijah Mitchell obviously is way more expensive than Devontae Freeman. I get that. But that could be somebody that's worth way more. So maybe it's better to pay your first 22 first for Elijah Mitchell than your 22 second for Devontae Freeman. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not saying specifically, depending on where your pick is and all that shit, but you get the point. At least it's not a wasted uh, pick because Elijah Mitchell should, you know, very conceivably have a role next year. So when I talked to BZ about this, I said, hey, let's come up with some some guys that are that fit that category of either increase in value or decrease in value. And I guess it's kind of a fancy way of saying buy, sell. But really, you know, you might still want to buy a descending asset if everybody sort of sees that and he's really inexpensive. So without further ado, Bees, you tell me what position you want to start with. You know, uh, what do you want to do? Let's start with running back. Let's go because that's, 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 that's always a hot topic. It is, um, and it's the easiest one. To, to identify and it'll sort of start it off. So and, uh, you and can I'm, start I'm, wherever you want. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to bring up a tough one. I, I'm going to bring up one that's going to it might fire up over both sides. Get some get, you know get some gas going. Yeah. Um, this is a running back who uh, I loved last year. He was one of my uh, undrafted uh, pickups, like must pickup guy. Comes bursting on the scene, taking about ninety percent of, of the workload for his team, Mister James Robinson. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we're coming into this year and, you know, it, he hasn't looked bad. You know, he's the RB17 right now. So he's, you know, he's right in that RB2 range. Um, he's had some good games, had some bad games, but there is a sense of something isn't right here. You know, if you listen to his uh, interview uh, a few days ago, I don't know if you heard this, uh, where he talked about the fumbling and, and getting benched. Um, there seems to be a very, there seems to be some kind of disconnect between him and the coaching staff. In Jacksonville, and that interested me a lot. His the way that he was uh, coming across made it sound like he just Ur- Urban Meyer can't quite put his finger on it. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, but there, there, there is there's a big thing here where you know you got to look at James Robinson now and and could he be a league winner for you? Um, and, and the answer is yes, he could be because you know he's got Houston, he's got New York, he's got his championship games new england which isn't the best matchup in the world but uh depending on you know, the volume um he could do something there but the biggest question is going to be is how do we feel about james robinson going from now into next year with etn possibly coming back you know depending on how he's doing with the list frank um 
what kind of value would a, a player like him have? Uh, just because there could be a chance he could be on another team. They have no commitment to him. Um, so I, I, he's one that really intrigues me. I've been kind of trying to think about this one all day. Well, and, you know, of course, I famously was screaming from the top of all the mountains that James Robinson was a sell last year. And somehow I was completely right and totally wrong at the same time. It was unbelievable how that all worked out. But I kept saying, look, Jacksonville is stupid and they have a ton of draft capital, which makes them very, very dangerous to eviscerate James Robinson. They did eviscerate him by taking Travis Etienne, and Travis Etienne proceeds to fuck up his foot and put Tr- James Robinson back on the spot. Of course, uh, Stinky Finger gets the gets control of the, uh, of the organization and completely fucks it up. I mean, this team has scored 60 points in their last six games or something like that. I mean, <laughs> they're just fucking terrible. They, I mean, honestly, uh. they, they, there, there was a question about James Robinson. Uh, Urban Meyer was asked uh, because I guess the, he – they were getting crushed and James Robinson had like a couple of carries on the last drive. Yes. And the reporter said something like, uh, don't you think that was kind of stupid? And he was like, uh, yeah, I didn't even uh, who I think the running back coach did that. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty stupid. We shouldn't have done that. It's like, dude, you're the head coach. Like you can't just be like, yeah, fucking running back coach. I don't know what the hell he's doing. (laughs) Like you're the fucking head coach. Like, you know, I don't know this. This is a this is a very very bad scene there. So I think there's a. I, you know what's interesting is I had Urban Meyer on there. We can go over there right now. We are there right now. He was on the show sheet for this reason because I think there's a lot of buy lows in yes. Jacksonville. And if here, yes, BZ, check this out. I want to ask you a question. Like listener land, everybody, close your eyes. Imagine you own. You're the owner. Jerry Jones, right? Robert Kraft, you own a fucking NFL franchise. Now you own the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Let me ask you, how the fuck is Urban Meyer still there? I just need to understand this. Yep. I need to understand. I I agree. How? BZ, help me. How? You know... I, this when they I, I I hated the fact that they even signed this guy to begin with, right? And it just you could just tell the dysfunction when they first came aboard, and you you just knew it was going to be a shit show. And you know I that that organization deserves so much better. They need to get something you know some kind of uh, some coaches in there with some. Uh, offensive like one of those new offensive gurus something that right. can like like because there is some goddamn talent on that offense yeah and they could be lethal in this league if they could get somebody that could get them all on the same page there is talent being wasted all over the place both sides of the ball yeah. um that team needs a facelift they need to just redo it all um get rid of that whole staff i i don't know how you can be a guy a guy like urban meyer just blows my mind like go back to you won in another. You won in college. Great, good for you, man. Uh, this is the NFL. This is a lot different. It's, it's the same so much thing. Different. Yes, it's so much it, different. I mean, he's a great recruiter. He did yeah. a great job at college. I give him all the credit in the world, but he was so clearly not ready for this. Like, I mean, yeah. just from the beginning, like you know, the jury was out. I mean, I I was with you. I was definitely thinking. I was more skeptical than I was optimistic. Let's put it that way, for sure. I left room in my head to say, hey. Look, the dude's been fucking super successful at college. It's definitely possible that he's going to be good in the NFL. But I, you know, it just, it didn't sound like it, right? It just no. didn't sound like it. And then he, then he shows himself. And like I'm saying, if you're the, if you're the owner, how do you, how are you like, 
yeah, this is like, he, you know, the, the, the emoji with the fire, this is fine. You know, everything it's like, how, how, like, this is fucked. Your, your, your quarterback, this Trevor Lawrence piece is the most important piece in your franchise history. And it's being tarnished and fucked up. Like yep. you, you, everything has to be done in order <laughs> to try and, you know, help Trevor Lawrence become the very, very best player that he can possibly be. And Urban Meyer ain't the answer. And no. so, I, you know, so now I look at, all right, Dynasty. That was fun. I love that. That was fun. But now you talk about Dynasty. It's like <clears throat> DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, oh, Trevor man. Lawrence, right? All, ETN, James Robinson. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And and because I don't trust the ownership, maybe I shouldn't trust, you know, the buy lows here. But, man, there are some depressed assets, including Trevor Lawrence. I think you get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, remember yes. when Trevor Lawrence, the 1.01, remember what people were paying for that fucking thing? Like that is way, way less expensive now that, that Trevor Lawrence chip. So if you believe in Trevor, I think he's a gigantic buy low. I think you can get him for, you know, way less than you might, might ever think. So, you know, I, I mean, you could probably flip a Kirk cousins for Trevor Lawrence right now in dynasty to a team that wants to win. I mean, they're not winning with Trevor, that's for sure. If they're if yeah. they're close, they lost the guy, maybe hurts, who knows what. I mean, I was looking at some quarterback trades in some of my leagues. Um, there, there's some interesting opportunities there. So go get yourself some Trevor Lawrence if you believe. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a huge thing, man. And we talk about this all the time. It's, uh, I'm a very much believe I'm one of those guys that I, you know, I build my team very different in dynasty than most. I target players, not picks, uh, picks to me, carry a, a crazy value to some people. Some people are just like nuts about them. Like they're just going to pay whatever it takes to get that pick. And you could get some massive value for that. And then you could turn around and buy that same exact player for way less the cost. This happens right. every year. Um, I drafted the. I had one draft pick where I drafted DeAndre Swift. One draft I got. I actually drafted him at the 104. Um, and out of those 40 dynasty leagues that are contending, I have him in 36. <laughs> you know, when DeAndre Swift wasn't shooting hot the first eight weeks, I struck like a freaking bull. I went after right. him and Cam Akers like a bastard. Yeah, and it got him quick. I got him for Zeke. Z- Zeke. DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, boom, bring it here. Yep. I'll take I'll take the hit for a little bit. I'll be okay. Got to know when to go didn't, after him. Didn't take a hit very long, but that's no. a dynasty game theory. Like, this is just – I mean, you wonder why BZ's good is because he sees it that way, right? He doesn't fall in – like, he does fall in love with players. You love DeAndre Swift, but I the do. point that you didn't bend wills to, like, overpay in the draft, but rather bide your time and make – it's kind of like Kyle Pitts right now. I mean, you couldn't buy Kyle Pitts for anything. Right now, I'm not saying that maybe they're not willing to give up, but you could convince a Kyle Pitts uh, manager to to sell way cheaper than you could have when he was about to hit the button in the draft room. That's all yes. I know. That's all it's, I it, this is one of these big things is why I was saying you need to go and you need to buy Javante Williams right now yes. uh, because what happened this past week was about to happen. Yes. And now he is an untouchable asset. Yes. I threw you an offer for Javante Williams just to see where you would go with it. It was a great and, offer, by the way. I love that trade offer. Um, I'll tell the people that was a great trade offer. Um, it is in a league. Is that the three quarterback league? Yes. Uh, no. No. It's not. Uh, actually, it could yeah, be. it was. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it was. Yeah, your Dino game theory. Yeah, yeah it is the three yeah. quarterback. That's that three. I mean, it's a single quarterback, but two super flex spots, ten team league, two tight ends uh, slots, and you know he sent me Mac Jones, 
CMC, a 23 first, basically, a couple other picks, yep. for Javante, Russell Wilson, and Fryermuth. Yep. It's a great trade. And it made me think, and it was a great trade. I tried to counter, and then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to decline to let him know. But I, I was going to tell you. I'm telling you right now. I thought it was a great trade. There's something there. For me, it was like I felt like I was just giving up too much because I see uh, Javante and CMC as very, very close in value. And I think I'd rather uh, Javante at this point. He's that good. I mean, he's been in my top five um you know, dynasty running backs for a couple weeks now. Um, and so I think I'm a little higher than consensus, but I'm okay. Okay. So let's say you just do the, the, the swap for, um, you know, uh, CMC and Javante to take them out, even though I probably rather Javante. Okay. Let's just say they're a wash. Well, now I'm taking Mac and a 23 first for Russell Wilson and Fryermuth. I don't know. It was close. It was a good trade, but I Fryermuth's my only tight end and a two tight end team. Not that I should make a decision for that, but like I have a ton of draft picks. It was an interesting trade. I would continue to talk to you about that deal. Yeah. I just don't love giving up Javante, especially because, and here's a dynasty game three, one one I have in that league, I have Dobbins and acres. I have uh, Elijah Mitchell. So I have like Dobbins acres, Elijah Mitchell, Javante. I like that. Like that's fine. I'm I'm losing. Obviously, I'm I'm rebuilding. I sold a bunch of shit. I've got all sorts of picks, but like CMC doesn't fit that group of guys as well as Javante fits that group of guys. Like hopefully, I get like three years from that type of running back situation where you know you never know. Of course, they could all flame out. Who knows? But basically, that's kind of a good little young core that I can go into next year with. Plus my draft picks and Mac Jones was kind of interesting. Although I think I have Russell Wilson ahead of him in Dynasty still, just because, you know, Mac is kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't think he's going to be prolific anytime soon. But anyway, good trade, and that's how you get it done. He almost got Javante from me, and I, I love Javante. Yeah, you know, well, see, I, I knew how much you loved Javante, and it was kind of like, okay, I'm like, if, it, it, you know, let me see where this value really truly is, because I know yeah. you know your value is more than most people in Dynasty, man. And I'm like, if Jax takes this uh, trade, then I, we, it's, it's, it, I had to test it and just at yeah. least see. But I'm like, make it, make sure it's respectful. Oh, I was trying to play good. off. I was trying to play off your your, uh, your Patriot love a little bit with Mac Jones. I was hoping that might give you a little well bit of well done. Um, it was so close. I have a, I have a, I have another trade uh, in my inbox in that league that was for another young quarterback. And you know I've got Justin Fields, so I was like I could have Fields, Mac, another young quarterback, plenty of draft capital to maybe make another move. So I was like. It, it it definitely fits where I'm at a little bit, except for the Javante CMC. Maybe if we took those two guys out, but then again, you don't have, I could maybe replace Javante for Fournette was what I was thinking in that deal where, you know, obviously then it's like not as good for you now. Now you start saying, wait a minute. Although Fournette, could be a league winner for you this year. Uh, this which year, is, yeah, th- this and could year. hold some, and could hold potentially some value next year yes. with Ronald Jones potentially leaving, and he could take that. He could take another year there, absolutely. Yes. So I think that, so. yeah, that's uh, that's something uh, that would that would that would, I, I think I think I saw you send me that. I'm thinking about that one. Um, it's close, right? I mean, because it's like, yeah, well, I don't know. You know, I I sent it. And I don't. Yeah, I did send it. That's true. And I was like, I remember thinking I even it. as I sent it, it's not like. Um, Oh yeah, this is a slam dunk for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, you know. I, this is they're close. This. 
It's this. Um, I'll tell you a recent deal I made with Javante Williams um, just yeah. to kind of gauge. Uh, so, uh, again, this is a team that I just decided to pull the plug on. Um, it just wasn't doing it for me. Um, so I ended up uh, – I went to another owner, and I, and I said, hey, you're, you're looking to push. And he's like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, well, let me help you push. And he's like, okay, what kind of deal you got for me? So I'm like, well, you need a quarterback. I'm like, so I'm going to send you Kyler Murray. I'll send you Marquise Brown. And he asked for Darrell Williams from Kansas City. I was like, okay. Um, in return, I got Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Waddle, Javante Williams, and a 22 second. That's a good deal. Like it's a fucking deal. fantastic deal for a dynasty. Yeah. Um, I, you know, yes, you do take a big downgrade in the quarterback, but I yeah. also have a top three pick this year coming in. So I'll, re- I'll, I'll, I'll use Tannehill as my uh, player to kind of see. I think there's improvement for him in next year with when yes. their offense gets back that's and running. A, that, that's a quarterback that we would be talking about uh, with that's going to go up in value. Yes, there you go. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it, that's those are the kind of trades that I was trying to catch with Javante before that massive breakout. Uh, just get them on your rosters and build. So let me ask you, what do you think happens with James Robinson uh, going forward? Because this we got off on a tangent because I'm fucking dope at that. Um, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm dope at going on tangents. I'm amazing. Uh, but we did, and it was a lot of great talk right there. But. In terms of getting back to the running backs that go up and down, I mean, are you thinking that James Robinson is an increase in value or a decrease in value? That's what's so interesting about this. You mentioned it at the outset. What are you thinking? I, I kind of feel like uh, at this point right now, I, I kind of feel like his value is going to decrease. Mm-hmm. Uh, to call me crazy, uh, just because of uh, the, the, the the weirdness in Jacksonville, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to start to realize ETN is on the way back, um, depending on where he's at. I mean, there, there there's questions with the list Frank injury. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a scary one. Yes. Um, so, you know, we'll see where that goes. But I think there's going to be a lot of question marks in Jacksonville this year with the coaching and everything else. So I feel like his value is about to shoot down a little bit uh, as that whole offense as a whole is going to. Um, so. You know, if, if they decide to move on from James Robinson and move more towards that that first, you know, they spent that first round pick on ETN, yes. um, then, you know, Robinson becomes a very interesting player whose value could rise depending on where he would end up picking up another job. Yeah, let me ask you this. Like, so in Dynasty, James Robinson or A.J. Dillon? Oh, that is a fucking awesome question. Thank oh. you. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I guess have them it, back to back in my rankings. That's why I, I was just going to say these guys have to be awfully close in rankings. Yeah. Um, and I would probably be uh, tending to shift maybe a little bit towards the AJ Dillon side of that just due to draft capital. Um, and, you know, that he is that guaranteed number two on the team. He seems to have a guaranteed role already in place. Uh, now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers leaving next year could change the dynamics of that offense, but he should be at least a, uh, he should be able to, he, he's a staple there for a while. So, so I agree with you. Um, I, I, that's where I have him. So I have him lower than my brothers over at the Undroppables ranking. Uh, you know, Chalk and uh, and Tommy, and they both have James Robinson ahead of AJ Dillon in Dynasty. And so that's what I'm saying. I think I may be already seeing that. And I've got him a little bit lower. I'm not sure what James Robinson's quote unquote value is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. You know, do most people agree with that or disagree with that? I don't know. I know I have them close, but I have AJ Dillon ahead. I would imagine you also have Tony Pollard ahead of him. Yeah, Tony Pollard's another guy. I, I definitely do have him ahead of him. Yeah. Um, you know, if you like, I said if you were sitting down and you were drafting right now, how comfortable would you be feeling taking James Robinson in the the third or fourth all. round? You wouldn't Not feel good all. about it at all. Not at um, all. So you know that that's that's where his his value has taken a a pretty big drop. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, there is a, there is a, if you believe in the player, you can buy them, but you also have to be starting to think of, you know, some of these undrafted players, like they don't necessarily work out. Uh, you no, know, we, we've no. seen Philip Lindsay disappear after having two great years in Denver. Yes. Um, they could fizzle fast. So yes. and no commitment is, is not good. Uh, so know, he's hey, got to find it. BZ, I'm not sure if you heard the pod last week with me and Duncan, it's okay if you didn't, but one thing that we mentioned was Austin Eckler and I stole this idea, so it's now my idea. So what I said, not not Michael, he didn't say this. I said this. I said that Austin Eckler is a great buy because he's probably a good player this year, of course. He could be a league winner this year. He probably retains the job next year. So I think there's mm-hmm. probably like another year of like what we're seeing. Probably not the touchdown. Obviously, he's had such crazy touchdown upside. But he's going to be kind of their lead back kind of guy. And then, again, it was Duncan who said it. He goes, Look, when he ages, he might age into a sort of satellite back role where he's a PPR guy, like a James White, you know, J.D. McKissick type. And I was like, that's a pretty, actually pretty good point. And he can maybe do that without being the number one, but he could be a number two somewhere and still have flex worthy consideration. Does that make him a buy for you? And what do you think of that take? You know, I know I think it's a fantastic take. He's another guy that, you know, a lot of people have been kind of going back and forth on in terms of. Um, you know, would he be considered a, a buy for your championship run? Um, right. Or, you know, I, I, and I, I think it's a great point. I, I yeah. think he could absolutely hold standalone value as an RB2 on another offense with the PPR role. Um, he could be phenomenal. I mean, they get, James White. I mean, look at him. He was fantastic for years. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you could feel comfortable buying Austin Eckler and still having a few years left of production from him without getting too, uh, you know, too worked up about it. Obviously, Zeke right now is is uh, people are a little scared of of Zeke. I think in most uh, dynasty leagues, so I don't know that he's necessarily a great sell either because I'm not sure what you're getting back from him. But I would say that maybe Zeke, like if you are a rebuilder at this point, considering Zeke's value, would you sell him for a single twenty three first? If you're More, a rebuilder, you know, if, if I was a rebuilder, I think you know. I, I probably see, see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm always. I'm always more of a player pick guy. Sure, sure. But uh, but I will. Uh, I would say. You know what? I think you would have to consider it. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you would have to because uh, uh, there's no point in trying to hold. If, if you're getting a first for Zeke, uh, get that value now while you can because he's probably not returning to those golden days anytime soon. Right. Uh, so it just and, and Pollard's starting to take on more of a role. Um, it, it's time to really start to consider that with him. You know, because t- talking about Pollard, his his contract, I mean, he signed through next year. And after 2022, after next season, he's an unrestricted free agent. And, you know, I think he's going to have value now. I mean, he's got pretty good value. I think towards the end of the year, too, it could be that they sit Zeke or rest him. I mean, he's just not 100%, obviously. Um, next year, I mean, you would think they'd continue a little bit of this split and then – God, it's going to just be like 26 years old or whatever when he hits this free agency situation in 23. But he could he could sign a little bit of a deal and go someplace and have a, have a bigger role. The problem is it won't be in Dallas, uh, assuming, you know, Zeke, you know, they, they, they would eat $11 million. They don't get any cap savings. It's a $30 million of dead money next year. Guess what? Zeke is on the team next year. And then the year after that, you know, it's still 11 million dead money and they only save four. So it's really not until 2024, which I I guess is better because there's 6 million dead money. 
an eight million uh, savings. So that at least you know makes sense. So he's probably there for twenty two and twenty three. You know yep. they're they're not going to. I don't see anybody trading for Zeke. I think this is a he's finishing his career basically with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, you know because he's going to be 29, 30 years old by the time they can even conceivably get off him. But Pollard will likely move on because they can't allocate more money to the running back position. So he could find his own backfield, so to speak, or at least a better situation where he's a, you know, more of a 1A. Um, Very interesting buy, I think, in Tony Pollard. I was offered uh, 23 first in Tony Pollard for Javante Williams and declined that with the quickness. But um, but it was an interesting trade because Tony Pollard, I think, is a is kind of a buy low. And it was an interesting little you know, opportunity there. But of course, it's not enough for a guy like Javante. But, you know, if, if there's a way I think a dynasty owner can get his hands on Pollard and sort of sell it like, you know, uh, he's going to be blocked by Zeke for many years to come, which is half true. Uh, it may be a, it may be a good buy. What do you think? No, I, I agree with that, man. Um, you know, he's definitely shown uh, the ability to take on a, a much larger role than what he's been given. And, uh, you know, you got to love Zeke. I love Zeke coming in. He was he was performing well to start. Um, you know, you you, you kind of saw it, but uh, again, it's, it's starting to fizzle out now. This could be uh, just unlucky with the injuries. Who knows? This could be his body starting to fight back on him a little bit because he's yeah. been taking a beating for so many years. Yeah. Um, a lot of things be coming into play here, but I absolutely agree with a guy like Tony Pollard because you're right. He is not going to probably be on the team in two years. So, right. um, you know, uh, get him now. Uh, take advantage of him you know, when he goes into the starting position if Zeke's out. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to hope he finds maybe a, a similar – it's kind of like we were talking with Austin Eckler. He finds like that satellite roll back where he is a featured in the passing game and he gets a couple touches a game and he's electric with the ball in his hands and go from there. Everybody seems afraid of Leonard Fournette. I think he's a buy. Um, he can help you win a, a title this year. He's been – you know, he's been – I think he's like the third most targeted running back in the NFL – and that's like behind, you know, Swift and whatever. Like he's he's getting copious targets. Um, targets are more valuable than touches or, or carries, you know. And so, I mean, he's getting high value touches. He's on a team that scores a lot of touchdowns, so he can score a lot of touchdowns. And then, of course, it's like people are just expecting him to turn into a pumpkin and be gone next year. I think Brady's back. I think they bring the band back. You know, the whole band's getting back together one final tour. I just think he's going to be there and – he, I think he's a better buy than even Cordell Patterson or Devontae Freeman because I don't think that he's as expensive as, you know, the, 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 the elite running backs, but yet he might give you as much from right now through the end of next year as even a Camaro or Dalvin Cook. I'm not saying he will. I'm just mm-hmm. saying he might. And if he, you can get sort of, you know, RB1-ish, you know, squint a little bit and you kind of see an RB1 – uh, for not RB one pricing, I think that's a guy that I would be going after as a as a contender. Uh, yeah, he's he is definitely interesting. Now, a few of my contenders, I've um, you know, I've shifted. I, I tried to make a couple moves for him, but I found him just I, I couldn't pay the the bounty. Yes. Um, uh, you know, the, the guys that had him were not contenders, but were you know trying to really suck that value out of him being in a you know that top 10 back and everything else and it's like ah, i just you know i i think we talked about this before we, you know he could absolutely be the future back there next year um yeah. you know ronald jones is a free agent you know Keyshawn vaughn oh, hasn't done anything uh, yeah but that's unrestricted oh yeah, absolutely um uh, you know, but you know again 
I, yeah. I think that there's I think that there they would put the money towards Fournette. I agree. Uh, if, if Brady comes back, because it's kind of that, that they got that combo. Um, and you know, but again, that backfield could shift up. Now, would they draft somebody? Uh, I guess, but uh, you, yeah, I wouldn't expect it. Um, but but think you about know, it this way, Beasy. Think about it this way: it was he was like the 1.01 in that draft. It was him. Remember who he's with. He was the fourth overall pick or fifth overall pick. Again, mm-hmm. another mistake by Jacksonville drafting a back that early. But still, he was the first back taken in the NFL draft. He was the first back taken in his rookie draft. He was drafted with CMC, Mixon, uh, you know, uh, Dalvin, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Eckler. He's that old. He's only 26 years old. Um, he could have another couple of years left in him. If, yeah. if, if, if Tampa Bay thinks that this is the guy that they like, um, certainly Brady likes him. Let's let's not mince words here. If Brady didn't like him, he wouldn't be on the field, period. Yep. And so he trusts him implicitly. I think they like the way that he plays. I think that if he keeps his body in shape for another couple of years, I think he could be as valuable as any of them. But again, some like you're like you're saying, some of the some of the dynasty managers who who roster Fournette are asking a premium. I know yeah. I am now too, especially because I made him available in a lot of leagues earlier in the league on a couple of teams I was rebuilding on, or at least one I can think of. And uh, I think I even messaged the league, "Go fuck yourself that you didn't." Get <laughs> now he's expensive, motherfuckers, or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. just trolling yeah. everybody, you know. But um, but I'm okay, kind of keeping him now. I was thinking I better sell him before he turns into a pumpkin. But hey, he, you know, if he's gonna put it anywhere close to this next year. I'm fucking great with that. That sounds amazing. Exactly. Yeah, which, which which makes sense, and I think that that's what a lot of people are starting to think of now. Is they're not looking at him as that guy that's going to lose uh, that job next year. They're saying, oh, he's going to go back to Tampa. He's going to be right in that back row with Brady. And so you know, if you feel that way, then absolutely, you know, put the premium on him. Try to get what you can get out of him. Um, I'm more comfortable like shifting towards like uh, you know, if I'm making a trade right now, I'm making a trade for Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a very interesting guy for me to grab right now. I picked him up in a few leagues. He's somebody I prefer over Fournette uh, in, in Dynasty right now. Uh, not because of age, but just in general. That's interesting. Um, let me see. I do have Fournette ahead of Jacobs in Dynasty right now. Wow, so they're okay. close. Yeah. I've got I've got Fournette, you know, at RB20. Um, I think that, you know, I I did this uh, a few days ago. I don't know. I mean, it's close. That That little group right there, it's like, you know, would you rather have Leonard Fournette or Travis Etienne? Oh boy, uh, right? you know, if you're a contender, absolutely Fournette. If you're a rebuilder, Etienne. But you know, um, if they were both equal out, uh, oh God, that's so hard, man. I mean, I think you'd it have is. to take Fournette. You know, uh, yeah, just because hard. of what he's I mean, done. Who knows what Etienne's going to be? I mean, we've never seen him be successful in an NFL offense. We we assume that he could be elite, so he has much higher ceiling than Fournette, but he has way lower floor and he's got the nerve. I'm nervous about the foot. You know, it's interesting. So it's like, you know, the Jacobs Sanders Montgomery, I have those guys all right there surrounding, um, uh, Fournette. I mean, it, cause I mean, look here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, there's no job security for any of those three guys, Montgomery Sanders or Jacobs, you know, they were a weak running back class when they came out. We all knew that. We all had our favorites. You would like Monty. I like Sanders. A lot of people like Jacobs, whatever. But mm-hmm. we all did, at least I know you and I did, we all recognized that this is not a good running back class. Right. As much as I like this guy, I don't love him more than, you know, the, the other elite backs we've seen in other classes. You know, so they're a little bit fragile heading into their sort of contract situations. I'm not so sure what happens with those guys. I think all three of those teams could be looking to replace those backs. What do you think? 
You know, I like I said, I think uh, I think teams are going to start to shift into the you know why pay the big money for the running backs when they can get the production out of the rookies or these. Uh, you know, you've seen uh, guys that were drafted in the fifth or sixth round or come off of you know uh, waivers uh, and produce. Uh, so teams are going to be a little bit more skeptical when it comes to uh, giving these guys larger contracts. Um, you know, one of the reasons you know Josh Jacobs is interesting because I, I was I was never I was not a big fan at the beginning of the year, but as the year has gone on, I slowly started starting to like him a little bit more and more and more. Especially after Gruden got fired, um, I hated Gruden. I thought he was a shit bag and uh, he was a terrible coach. And that off they, they look like shit. Um, but now you know, I, just different. There's a little bit of a different offense going on. Uh, you know, Jacobs is starting to get more involved in the passing game. They're starting to realize that he's an asset. Uh, you know, he ran the most routes he's ever run uh, this past week. Uh, uh, you know, he caught nine balls. Uh, he was heavily targeted. Um, I see this moving forward, you know, especially with Waller, you know, being maybe out for another week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, them losing rugs. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's on it. Renfro is great. But, um, you know, uh, Jacobs is going to be, I think, is going to be a staple here. And I think we're really going to get an opportunity to see if this kid is going to make it or break it. And I think these few weeks here are going to be a tall tale sign for your 22 uh dynasty values for him well you make uh, a good point they they've they've lost four out of the last five games which maybe i don't know if that says anything about gruden or not but uh but they've targeted you know since in that in that uh stretch you know josh jacobs targets four five seven four nine so you're right and that was before he was two five five one three yeah. so it was you know his targets have gone way up you know, um, which I think is exactly what we've been asking, uh, you know, for or hoping for if you're if you're a Josh Jacobs guy. And uh, it hasn't been very pretty, of course, his yards per reception and yards per target are pitiful. But, yeah. you know, at least they're throwing it to him a little bit. I, I That was always my problem with Jacobs was he just wasn't an explosive athlete. And so, therefore, you know, I knew he wasn't ever going to be an elite NFL running back. And people always go, well, how do you know that? And it's like, well, that's kind of what we always see. I mean. All you have to do is use your mind too. It's like, wait, he's now going up a level where, you know, linebackers and DNs run four fives. You yeah. know, in college they don't run like that. They're, you know, linebacker there's linebackers who don't even run a five flat. You know, they're, they're some shit bag at Rutgers or whatever. You know, he's he, he can get the edge. In the NFL, there's always a dude who can run with you. So yeah. if you don't have that like but that's why JT's so good. You know, I mean, we we'll look at it. It's not like I mean, he's first of all, he's a dope back, but also he had the requisite athleticism to just like get away from a guy you know yep. it's like either you get you have to break a tackle or you just fucking run around a guy you know so in the nfl you need that elite burst and, and acceleration because everybody's so damn fast and quick the, the yep. speed is just incredible you know i mean we sometimes joke about how bad the jets are but they would kick the shit out of alabama yep oh uh, absolutely and you know um you know, you talk, you mentioned. I mean, I'm obviously a big Montgomery guy. Um, I, you know, I think that there's, I think there's a, I think the Bears just haven't used him yeah. uh, appropriately over the last few years to really maximize his potential. Uh, you kind of saw it this past week, where again, uh, you know, here we're looking at uh, 21 rushes for 91 yards, a touchdown, eight receptions for 51 yeah. yards. You know, again, yep. here we come see that passing volume. That's what's been missing, uh, and and he's efficient with it. He's good yes. at route running. He's and, you know, and he's kind of one of those players, too, where he came in as a not as athletic. You know, uh, that was kind of the thing with people. They didn't like him because he wasn't that uh, speed. He, he's 
his burst has improved. He's it he's gotten has. himself. It, it, it's it, there's a massive difference between year one and right now. Yeah. Um. So I do believe a player can uh, evolve as they yes. go, which some not all can. No. Um. But he's out of, out of that class. I he can has. see him being the one that gets signed more because I think that the Bears franchise really really likes that kid. Um. I think he's a he's a kid that they may may hold on to for a little bit. Miles Sanders. I'm so. Uh, I love the talent, but man, it's like it's scary. You know, it's so scary, man. You you can't trust him. I had to play him last week just due to an injury, and I got lucky as all holy hell that he had yeah. the good game. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know you you haven't seen anything out of him all year really, and uh, it's just, it, that's a that's a scary situation. I think he yeah. could be on the outside think, looking in here soon. I don't think I'm breaking news, but I think uh, y'all, if you haven't heard, I think Matt Nagy is going to be fired here. That's the, at least the the word is that they want to create an opening so that they can uh, have the ability to talk to coaches who are in the playoffs and stuff like that. I guess there's some sort of rule that if your team doesn't have a coach by a certain date that yep. you can actually talk to, you know, other teams, coaches down the stretch. Whereas if, you know, you, you do have a coach by a certain date, you can't or whatever. So I think they're looking at that so that they can kind of get ahead of it. So I think Matt Nagy could be, you know, fired here, soon uh, that's at least the scuttlebutt that i, I heard so. i heard um, mike lombardi talking about that on his pod and so generally he's got a pretty good ear to the ground for that type of stuff so um i think that could help david montgomery i mean think about how many empty targets and how many empty snaps with Tariq cohen over the years and you know i mean i know he's a pretty good little player but basically he's you know he's compared to david montgomery he's an inefficient uh, running back to be targeting um yep. you know so i mean i'm with you man you know montgomery sanders and jacobs are they could all be buys they could all be sells and we won't know but they they are a little bit fragile in their offenses i i'm not yep. so sure i agree with your i think i would take this opportunity to sell jacobs now that he's catching passes i just don't know if he survives into next year i don't know i mean i'm saying of course he'll survive in the next year as, a, as an asset i just don't know if he survives in the next year with that elite target share and all those things that we want. Maybe you're right. Uh, He could be either. He he's a hinge point, right? Because I don't know either way, but yeah, great, great point. That's a, that's a bet. You're either betting red or betting black. Bingo. I mean, this is, I have no insider secret, insider knowledge here. This is just me kind of watching a progression in his game, seeing how they're using him. Uh, Now that Gruden's gone, I'm I'm just kind of banking that this is going to continue. Kenyon Drake going down is also a big part of this for your playoff push. Uh, This is going to give him a huge opportunity. If he smashes, he could earn himself a bigger role, and this role could continue into 2022. I like it. So that's what we're kind of – that's what we're crossing our fingers on. So gamble, uh, risk-reward, baby. Yep, BZ's probably right because he always is. By the (laughs) way, me and BZ made one of the best trades of all time. I'm an Acres guy. He's a DeAndre Swift guy. <laughs> it's true. It was like whatever it was. It was like summer, like yep. ju- whatever it was, June, July, whatever. And I'm like, <coughs> I sent him the trade. Cam Akers straight up for DeAndre Swift. He hits the button next day, pops his Achilles. Yep, it was, dude. I, I felt so bad. Oh, what are you gonna do? I, I, I think you I think you sent it to me. Yeah. And I, I saw it and I and I had forgotten about it because I got busy with something and it was on there for like two or three days. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, it's still there. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh yeah, bam, smash. And then all of a sudden I like, you know, I'm sitting there the next morning watching like, you know, uh, NFL network, and all of a sudden it pops up with Cam Akers, Achilles. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. H. And yeah. you know, so and good. It was just like, you know, and again, too, you know, that was uh, I'm a cam guy. I love a acres. I was yeah. buying just as much as anybody else. And then for as a, as a as a fan, but 
that was a brutal one because I, like I said, I just kind of like, whew, you know, dodged a bullet. Yeah, no, that was, dodged, that was you know that was one of those ones where I'm like, okay, Jax is basically saying, you know, he's Acres, I'm I'm Swift. Let's see how this all plays out. Yeah, and it didn't even get started. Yeah, it was um, a fun one. I wasn't trying to get anything from you or give anything. It was just like we had him very very close, and I was like, yep. I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test. Uh, you know, my love. will. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's like I just will. did with you earlier today. It's, I'm, I'm gonna test your will a little bit on that Javante love. I'm gonna see where yes. can I get you. You know, yes. can, is it there? And hey, that's BZ, we have BZ, to. BZ, let's have some fun. The Got people it. love fun. They listen to this show for fun, not just for our bad fantasy advice, but for fun. And so I think what one thing that would be super super fun is for us to kind of I don't know about a draft, but basically draft the top 10 quarterbacks that we would want right now through the end of the season. Like not in fantasy, not in dynasty in real motherfucking life, but not for the rest of their careers, just for right now through the stretch run. Like who are the alpha predators in this league? Who's the most, you know, uh, impactful player in the league because all for, all quarterbacks are the most impactful. Which guy would you want to hit your wagon to? I say we start at the top and go down because I think that's going to make for the best uh, discussion. I have a name written down for number one, which gets really exciting. So I'm going to tell you if we should almost do the one, two, three, say it for number one. You ready? Okay. So so this is uh, no, we're not we're not talking any kind of playoff. We're just talking the, the guy that you'd want right now, correct? Yeah, the, the 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 quarterback. Yeah, I mean through the playoffs, whatever. I mean, obviously, if there's like if you think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the NFL and would be the best quarterback for any playoff team, whether it was you know for for the Pats or for you know Tampa Bay or Green Bay or whatever, you're like, no, Trevor Lawrence is the best. Say his ass name, even though he's not going to be in the playoffs. You know, whoever you think is the best possible quarterback to have leading any team right now, that's what we're talking about. Okay, Does that makes sense. It. Yep. Right. Who's the who's the dog you want if you could if you could hit your wagon? Doesn't matter what team he's on. In other words, you know, it, you know, obviously we're going to talk about what team they're on once we start talking about these guys. But just the best quarterback from now through the end of the season, right? So we're going to one, two, three, and say this. Well, hopefully the same name. Let's see the number one guy you'd want. One, two, three. Tom Josh Brady. Allen. Oh, I love it. Wow. That saved the vision too, dude. That's awesome. No, it's not. Well, Tom Brady. No, that's I'm thinking Patriots, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm always like, because it's so Buffalo, New England. You're thinking yes. that it's that such a big rivalry. Uh, all right, so well, there we ahead. go. I love it. So, so I have Tom Brady number one. You obviously have Josh Allen number one. Very yes. Yeah, um, I like I said, I just I love Al. I love what Allen's doing. Um, you know, he's he's struggled a little bit the last few games, but you know, I mean, that's just it's part of the it's part of the NFL. They're going to struggle here and there, but uh, again, I think this kid has the leadership ability to take his team all the way. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons around him. Uh, he's versatile. He gets out of the pocket. He's his arm is phenomenal um he just he looks like he's ready to get into those playoffs and just take that next step to me um i love this kid moving forward if i was gonna have a team where i was like okay here here's a fully loaded team you're my guy go win me a ring that's the guy i'd want doing it i love that take i mean it's you know as a new england patriot fan of course i'm trained you know it's in my blood to hate all other afc east teams you know they all suck of course but it's really really hard to not mm-hmm. like 
the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I mean, they're so lovable. Um, I, I will also say this <clears throat> in that game where, of course, you know, of course we won. And of course, the Patriots are now in the number one seed in the AFC. Of course, preseason, I told you that the Patriots were going to have a better record than the Bills. I said it on these airwaves and I, you know, shit talk with uh, with Michael P. Duncan, Michael P. Duncan about that for as long as I could. I was not really posturing. I mean, I thought they had a chance. Look, if I didn't think they had a chance, I wouldn't have said they were going to be number one. Now I did understand that the odds were that Buffalo was probably a better chance to win the division, but I thought that the Pats had a very, very good chance. Here we are. They still don't have it locked up by the way, because they have a tough schedule and, and Buffalo has a pretty easy schedule. All that being said, Josh Allen, I was super scared. <laughs> with him on the other side of the field trying to score against my Patriots down the stretch of that game. I was like, oh, my God. So I get it. There, He is a multifaceted player. But I just think Tom Brady, look, man, if you want to win a chip, I mean, I, Tom Brady's still alive. He's the guy. I mean, yep. it's just unbelievable. I mean, this guy, against all odds last year, I mean, everybody had the Chiefs to win it. He went out there and did it. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. They return everybody. I just think he's such he's in such command of the game. He is the greatest winner this league has ever seen, period. Yep. And mm-hmm. he's he's leading the league in you know, in, in, in almost every single passing statistic. So yep. uh give me Tom Brady. I don't even have Josh Allen as my number two. Question Ooh. is who do you have at number two? Oh boy. So if I so cr- crazy enough, if we were talking like this way, it would be Brady. Um, you know, it, it, those two are like neck and neck for me. Um, and then, like I said, where, who's your two? It's still Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Like, yeah. So Mahomes I, is my three. Yeah. I don't fear anybody like I fear Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've got the, the, the Pats in the suit. I mean, in the, uh, in the oh, Freudian slip. I said Super Bowl. Pats in the playoffs. And it's like, I don't want any part of that Chiefs team. In round yep. one, or if like you know, I just don't want any part of them. Like, yep, <laughs> right. I mean, give me Tennessee. Give yeah. me you know, right. Give me give me Baltimore. Give me the Bengals. Give me the. I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, excuse me, the Chargers. I don't want any part of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you know, just fuck that guy. You know, like mm-hmm. right. So, and as a matter of fact, I don't even have Josh Allen as my number three. Ooh, because I have Aaron Rodgers. So now Aaron Rodgers is my four. So so you know we're 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 there we're we're right yes. we're right around you know what I mean. But that's again there we go. Yeah. Uh, as I'm looking through it, um, like I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, you got to love the guy. His his energy, his passion for the game, uh, his ability to create plays. He makes people better around him. Uh, true leader. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens to him on a side note next year where he goes. Um, Man, a lot of opportunity there. His, he, that's a guy that you could see his price go flying sky high, uh, especially in Superflex leagues come next year. Um, you know, you got a value this year, uh, but next year if he's hits Denver or, or Pittsburgh, uh, you know, watch out, man. That's he's he's gonna be up. He's gonna be up there. Yeah. Um, but uh, where would you I, like I, to see him go? Obviously, you'd like to see him go to Pittsburgh, right? I mean, because you're, you're oh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, him him in Pittsburgh. I mean, he yeah. seems to have a, a rapport with Tomlin. Uh, you know, they were kind of messing around with each other on the on the game field the other day. Um, you know, and man, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers with Najee, uh, Deontay, Claypool, Fryermuth? 
Claypool. Oh, God, Claypool. Claypool. Is now you're, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, again, we get excited. Yeah, if we're um, talking about uh, buy lows, by the way, guys who are going to increase in value, Claypool may be one of those guys. So uh, oh, just he is. throw that in there. Uh, I, 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 to him, so. Yes, there yep. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's where I'm at with Rodgers. I'd love to see him go to Pittsburgh. So And, and he's your number four? Yes. And Josh Allen's my number four. So we've got the same top four. Yep. And and now I think it's kind of interesting because there's a couple of different ways to go. I didn't even make my list. I'm still kind of shooting from the hip here a little bit. But I know there's there's basically I've got three guys in mind. I would imagine you do too. Yep. Yep. So which one of those three guys are you picking to lead your team? If I had to if I had to go with the next guy right now, I yeah. am going to go with Oh boy, I'm gonna go with Dak. I did too. Okay, I'm gonna take Dak on this one. Me too. Um, just because, I mean, the, the kid's a natural born leader. Uh, you know, you get to watch the uh, the hard knocks you know, before, and see just see his personality. I just love the kid. Yeah. Uh, hell of a football player. Um, I would definitely take him moving forward. Uh, it's as my, super as close my... over a couple of the other guys because there's yes. two guys, and 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 even this next one is somewhat difficult. Um, somewhat difficult here, you know. Uh, I wonder what you're going to do next. Who you got next? So next, um, th- this is difficult. It's so and, hard. Uh, um, I don't know what I, I don't have my answer yet. So, oh my god! You know, I, I, I crazy enough. I think I'm going to have to take uh, Russell. Fair. Russell, uh, again, if you're looking for a team, you know, we're talking about leading you into the playoffs and doing your thing, even though he may, he's not going to probably make the playoffs. But if yeah. I had to take a quarterback right now to pop into that spot, uh, again, uh, very similar to, to, to Dak. He's just got that mentality, that leadership role, um, and he makes – he makes his uh, weapons better. Uh, it's not the other way around. Uh, he, he's True. he's like you know uh, he's just such a phenomenal player. Now he's had a little bit of a down year, but uh, I do expect a bounce back with that. Um, that that's who I would be taking as my as my next quarterback. So I've had like Russell Wilson in the past, like uh, especially going into this season, is like my like top three in this list, right? Like like mm-hmm. he's literally so good, and I gotta ask, man. He's just not been running the football at all. Like, I mean, he's had like in the last three games that he's played, uh, even going back to week 10 when he came back from injury, he's had 32 yards, two yards, 16 yards, 15 yards. Yeah. No, no touchdowns. I mean, he's just not, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Like you kind of need yeah. to have a little bit of that 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 thing going on and they were in it and they've lost like three out of their last four with him on the field i don't know uh, you know it hasn't been looking very good the finger uh the the offensive line has been looking bad uh they just losing carson i mean they they they, they, uh, that organization needs to change uh they they need a change uh you know russ could be another guy that could potentially be on the move uh if you're a franchise looking to make, make a win now type deal uh great acquisition in my opinion to build build a team around for what was the, the next what like, was the what was the worst finger uh this year was it uh Taysom Hill Russell Wilson or Urban Meyer <laughs> uh Russell Russell, Russell man I, that one that one that was by far the that was nasty yeah. uh he yeah. got he got he got messed up bad on that one so yeah um 
No, but that yeah. is the worst finger. You're right. You're right. Um, but you're right, man. It's like, you know, he he came back. He was 50% completion, 53, 64, 81 this last week against San Francisco, and they win. I just, you know, I watched that Washington game, and it was like, they, they had like six straight three and outs. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is brutal. Like, they are like. You know, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm. I want to see something from from him, and I just haven't, you know, really seen it. Obviously, he was really bad coming back from the. Maybe it's the finger, you know, because I mean, he's progressively gotten better and better, you know, in his last four games. Russell Wilson's a great answer. I, I w- I'm going to say Kyler. Um, yeah, the, the go to the next one. That's where I, that's my that was my. Kyler is the new version of Russell Wilson, except he's, well, presumably healthy. I mean, he looked pretty healthy. Um, I think they gave him enough time off to get healthy. He's just a bit more explosive and a bit more sort of, I don't know, man. But you're right. If Russell Wilson is 100% and ready to go, I do agree with you. I'm just saying, like, literally right this second, I'm, I'd am i be, like, if you had Russell, you'd be like, wait, are you okay? I just picked you to win our, like, is everything cool with you, bro? Like, yeah. you know, you're not that you're not good, but like, are you okay? Like, is everything yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my only concern, you know? So yep. I've got Kyler. After Russell, you have Kyler as well? Yes. Kyler was my next one. Um, You know, every every week I do uh, power rankings and, uh, you know, everybody, I love, I love the, com- the comments are my favorite. Uh, it's just, I they delight me. They delight yeah. me because every week I put, you know, whatever, like I have the Packers fifth I, uh, behind um, the Patriots and the Bills and people just can't fucking take it. They're like, how do you have the Packers behind the Bills? Bills are only seven wins. You know, this whole thing. No, I, yeah. Man, I this... love it. It's so it's delightful. You, yeah. should, you guys got to tune into that one just for the comments. If you're a troll, that's where you should go because you could these people are on the edge. You know, they are they are so upset that their team is fifth behind Buffalo, who's fourth or whatever. It's like, bro, easy, man. Yeah, I love it's it. like, relax. It's <laughs> like, holy shit, man. It's a personal power rankings. It's not <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they're the top five or whatever. You know, it's like, it's not like I put them at like 18th and you're like, what? The Packers are good. It's yeah. Like, no, they're all fucking good. These are all the good teams, bro. But um, so anyway, uh, every time I've got Tampa Bay at the one slot and I've had you know, Arizona, like right there at two for like the last, like whatever, three or four weeks, however, I don't know how many bunch of weeks. Right. And like, people always ask, you know, and, and it's a fair question, you know, why Tampa Bay over, you know, Arizona, Arizona's playing so good. The defense is so good. Everything's amazing there. Like, but I think it comes down to me, this list, this Tom Brady factor versus not that Kyler isn't good, but you know, right. I don't know, yep. man. They both have good defense. They both have everything's going for them. It's just the Tom yep. Brady factor. Yep. Do you think? Uh, do you think this Arizona team is a legit? I mean, obviously they're a legit Super Bowl contender. They're the number one seed. But how do you feel about them as a Super Bowl contender this year? Just out of curiosity. Hey, no, they're 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 absolutely a legit Super Bowl contender. This is one of those teams though that is uh, very young. Um, you know, they're you know these not a lot of uh, Super Bowl experience in 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 the veins here. Right. Um, uh, so, you know, they got a lot to, uh, yeah, the coach, the coach, yeah. every, yeah, there's no, there's no experience there. You're right. Like, you know, I mean, obviously there's experience, but not, you know, that type of experience. Right. Uh, so yeah. Um, I, I, I like I said, I, I think they can definitely do some damage in the playoffs, but again, it, it's, it's a lot different once you get to that next level, you get into that pressure. Uh, that's something that a lot of these guys, uh, some of them may know pressure, some of them may not. Um, right. so it's going to be interesting to see if they can, uh, kind of, you know, 
get all that together and uh, you know make the push that they need to make in order to to get it all done. That's that's my biggest concern is just the the lack of um, you know. It's just, it, there's a different feel in the playoffs, you know. You yeah. see Brady, how focused and how uh, yes. the, the field general you got to be. You know, the defenses are just like boom. Um, yeah, it's a whole different level of uh, uh, you know of 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 intensity in the playoffs. Every throw matters a bit more. Every possession seems to matter, you know, that much more. So yeah, no doubt. All right, so I after. I wonder who you have next because I don't have uh, Russell Wilson after Kyler, and I don't know if we will have the same next person. I actually have Justin Herbert after Kyler. Great um, name. Uh, I was just, I, you know, it's crazy because now we're kind of getting into the the Justin Herberts, the um, the Herberts, the Stafford. Um, you know, you you could throw out a you could throw out a Joe Burrow if you want to talk, but who would you really want? Um, I, it gets a little dicey here. This now, is now, why now I'm we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, when's Baker Mayfield? Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Uh, oh. Sorry, Cleveland fans. Oh. I didn't mean to do that to you. <laughs> You're thinking we were going to mention him. We're not. Whoa. He's not going to be no, brought he, up. Maybe no, I don't Kessler. Know. Isn't there, what's their backup? Cody Kessler? Yeah. He's going to show I, up on this list before Baker does. Yeah, we, we, we'd have to get to about 27 or 28 before we hit Baker. So <laughs> it, 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 let me just it. tell you, this is a fucking stone cold fact. I 100% am choosing Gardner Minshew before I'm choosing Baker Mayfield. All fact. day long. Uh, yes. Uh, not even close for me. Not even. I don't have to yep. think about it. I'm like, well, let me think. No, fucking no chance. Anyway. I agree with that. Matter of fact, Gardner's next. Fuck him. He's not. No, I'm joking. Uh, so after Kyler. You got Herbert or did you, were you going to a different spot? Um, so that's kind of where I was. I was just kind of like looking at it. I'm like, I, I think I would have to go with Herbert. Um, you know, I thought about Stafford. I thought about Burrow. Um, no, I, I think I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with you on this one. I'm going to go Herbert next. Love the kid. Uh, just So that's eight. I think right about now you're starting to think I'm not so sure. Because you mm-hmm. have to start looking at like, like you said, Burrow, Stafford. I think those are probably the next two names, mm-hmm. but I'm not so sure. So I guess what I'm getting at is when you look at those quarterbacks, shouldn't you maybe start thinking that those are the teams that can win? Now, I know my team has Mac Jones and he's not making this list. I understand that. So does that nece- necessarily say that this Patriots team is going to have an impediment with winning a Super Bowl? You know, that's the, the, again, this is where just because I, again, <laughs> you kind of see how the Patriots did the other day. I mean, Mac Jones threw three passes and then they just, they did, they won the freaking football game. I mean, that's, that's pretty stupid. You know, um, Bill wanted to throw zero, right? Yes, of course you know he did. He was, plan was, like, Fuck this, he was zero. pissed when he had to throw the, 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 the third yeah. one. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, but again, this is where the coaching part of it would come in where, you know, if we did a, if you could pick, pick a coaching staff that you'd want to, you know, lead your team to a Super Bowl, this Great. is where Bill would come in and you'd say, yes, yeah. I want Belichick because the guy's an evil genius. Uh, he just knows how to win. He knows how to put his players in position to win. And, uh, we call evil. We call evil. We call him evil. We call him evil. They would be coaching. They would be defense. Yeah. They would have, you know, infrastructure, culture, all these things, right? I mean, there, <clears throat> th- that team is riding high. But, but I wonder, you know, uh, cause I, you know, 
I, I think of this all the time. Like, is, is Mac going to hurt them down the stretch? But anyway, um, I, I just thought that was fun as hell to, to try and figure out. I yeah. think I'd probably go Russell, uh, Stafford, her, uh, Burrow, I guess. I, it, you know, Wentz has to be brought up here. And this, this Colts team, I mean, which is crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, uh, where, I mean, Lamar, are we, uh, Lamar, we didn't, yeah. you know, Lamar, I, we didn't I even mention. say Lamar next. I mean, I do want to say Lamar right now. You know, I want to put him next, but he's been up and down and kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, Tannehill. I mean, so it's interesting when we start talking about the actual best quarterbacks. You know, you start to get slim pickings pretty quickly. Yes, um, you do. You know, when <laughs> Cousins, right? You know, I mean, Cousins is like, honestly, he's like one of the next guys. After, yes, he is. I mean, you start looking, you're like, uh, Cous- yeah, it, Cousins? Cousins? Yeah, it gets it gets pretty slim fast, man. And you start to like, you know, okay, um, you know, <laughs> there's just there's a lot of a lot of um, these quarterbacks. Uh, all have potential, but yeah, you know, like I love Lamar, but it's like I can't get him in that list. Uh, it's just it's not there, it's hard. Um, you know. And uh, it's I, I like Carr, but even then, he's been inconsistent throughout his career. Uh, you know, Cousins has some monster games, and he has some really bad ones. Um, you know, Mr. All, I'm going to do nothing for three quarters and then throw three touchdowns in the fourth. Um, you know, it's just it, it, it's wild how quick it changes uh, in that in that in, in that quarterback field of uh, of this. It's it's tough. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put BZ on the spot. BZ, have you mm-hmm. ever seen a better match made in heaven than Jason Garrett being rumored to go be the head coach of Duke? <laughs> Oh, right? Wow! Like, like yeah, uh, this is uh, so good. It, it, that's got to be one of the best things I've, yeah, oh. I've, I've heard in a long time. It's uh, you're you're absolutely correct. It is a match made in heaven. Uh, Godspeed to both sides of that. That's Godspeed. Godspeed. You know, to Duke. I want it. Yeah. I want it. I, yeah, you know, you clapping. Get, yeah, you get Just, that. You get that. I'll throw that gif up there. This is God's work. You know. Yes. <laughs> 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 it will be God's work that he it would is be God's Duke. work. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this is God's work. Yes, sir. Yep. It's it's gotta it's it's preordained, is what you're yes. saying. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, just clapping on the sideline at Duke. Just Jason Garrett. Oh my God. It's so bad. He's yeah. probably a wonderful, wonderful human being. He probably is. I We're just gonna my, take a shit on him. Yeah, absolutely. We're having fun. This is what this yeah. is. I lost my boy, Logan Thomas. To the IR, out for the year, got rolled up on, didn't yep. look good, knee, yada, yada. You know, a guy that I really liked, and I think process play was great, but he's out for the year. Uh, he'll be, a, he, he, you know, I guess he'll be back next year. He's getting old. This is this one hurt me a little bit. What do you <laughs> think? I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, listening to uh, the podcast last year, I was a – I was hitting Logan Thomas up hard here before the draft yes, even started. You yes, um, you did. You know, because it was just like you looked at this kid, and he's an older guy, but he's uh, has an athletic profile on him um, that is crazy. Yes. And he had the opportunity. So I, I was excited to get him back, and then you just get kicked in the nuts again with him going down. And Fitzpatrick um, going down, like the whole thing. It was uh, like just bad all year. Like It looked I, so beautiful. Like you were like, look, you were so excited. You're like, this is going to be wild. Uh, and then it just kind of like started to, to fizzle out a little bit. And 
Um, I love Logan Thomas. I mean, I think he could come back and maybe have a uh, a good year next year, but he's not one of those guys that you're looking to really invest in for the long term. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, at some point there's going to be they're going to probably draft a tight end or bring somebody in that's going to uh, start to take on more of a role with him, uh, with, it, with take him out a little bit more as he goes. Well, it was a, it, this was a great show. We're going to end it here, but I'm going to do one other thing. Mm-hmm. I have to. This is an NFL thing, not a not a dynasty thing. This is amazing. I was going to send you this picture. You know, it's just a picture of the standings. Um, in the uh, in the in the NFC right now, the last two playoff spots. I I don't know if you know. Do you know who the last two playoff spots are going to? If the if the if it ended right now, I, I know. I'm not top of my head. I do not. It's you shouldn't know because it doesn't matter because it's irrelevant at this particular point. Right. But the you know it's the Washington football team and the San Francisco 49ers, both mm. at six and six. Wow. I would just wow. wow. Right? The Seattle Seahawks are four and eight. That is two games out of that out spot, of class. Right? So they, they, they just could really- they just beat the Seahawks. I mean the, the 49ers, the 49ers. They're in a tiebreaker there. Like it's incredible. And let me tell you the teams between the Seahawks and Washington. Seahawks four and eight. The Bears are four and eight. The Giants are four and eight. The Saints are five and seven. The Falcons are five and seven. The Panthers are five and seven. The fucking Vikings are five and seven. The Eagles are six and seven. Uh, Niners six and six. Washington six and six. Two of those teams will make the NFC fucking playoffs. And I don't even know which one I think is the best. I don't know which one I would like to see in the playoffs. Like, it's not like, oh, well, obviously I'd rather see. No, no, I don't even know. So, I mean, if you're not looking at them, what, who do you, who do you like to make the playoffs or what, what the hell is going to happen in that playoff picture? Oh boy, man. Um, (laughs) Cowboys lock, Packers lock, Bucks lock, Cardinals lock. So then, yep. and Rams oh. basically lock at eight and four, you know. So right. yeah, like I, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, all kind of. I mean, you say lock. I mean, it's basically locked, of course. It's ba- yeah, yeah, not you know, locked, I mean, but it just yes. Yeah, just just if you're call, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much. Um, I mean, if that shit goes weird, then mm-hmm. holy mother of God, I don't right? Know what happened, you know. Um, so then, let me get talking- the Niners. I, I agree. I like the Niners in there. Let me get the Niners. Um, you know, this we'll, we'll throw out a little ode to FF Term and, and, and FF Stoner, yeah. uh, our two guys. Um, but, you know, the, the Niners are one of those teams that they could absolutely make a little run here. Um, you know, Jimmy's been playing all right. Uh, Kittle's been kind of getting back. You know, they've got a decent run game. Um, you know, defense is playing okay it looked didn't look great against seattle last week but it's know, it's, it's right? been yeah i thought it, i thought they would stomp them but they, they definitely didn't no um but you know if there's a team that could kind of put it all together i think the i think the 49ers probably have the best chance of uh making that getting in there and actually doing something with it where some of these yeah. other teams i just don't see them even uh you know this is like a one and done uh see you later you got lucky and you, you know what's crazy is like the Vikings should be that team, but like I, I, they can't they can't help but just fuck themselves like, every time. Like like literally like that's what they're doing. Like they literally fuck themselves every single game. Like it is it is unbelievable. Mike Zimmer should probably not have a job. I think at this particular point, um, 
you know, but I'd like to see maybe, I mean, the Eagles, I don't know, man. Like they're so up and down. I mean, Gardner, maybe, but I don't know. Well, that's what I say. Would Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Gardner Minshew. Would you like to see one of those make the playoffs? Like Gardner Minshew, I would love to see make a playoffs, man. I, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not against Hurts as a player, as a person. No. I just don't think he's a very good quarterback, real life right. quarterback. I think he he fits the uh, fantasy purposes because he got wheels. Yes, um, 100%. But that's that's it. I mean, but I mean, in, 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 in all honesty, uh, you know, I watched the Eagles game last week and uh, they that Eagles offense looked a, a little bit better underneath the Gardner. Uh, yeah. They were moving the ball down the field. Gardner's not afraid to uh, push it. He's not afraid to make plays with his legs. Like uh, he just brought a, energy there that they haven't had and that's 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 something that i think not that i think that gardner's going to take that spot in uh in philly but i said that when he did get his final start that this would be the uh beginning of his audition for his new team next year yeah uh, as a potential lead role it sounds like you agree with me that gardner's a top 20 to 24 quarterback in the nfl right absolutely uh i i I, like he was by far if if i if i'm going through uh a super flex draft right now uh absolutely him as a late round quarterback target uh all day Uh, i want gardner on my team when i know it's a point to i gotta pull that trigger i'm getting gardner on my bench what about Um, Mariota? You know, he's another interesting one. Um, I, I think I would still take Gardner, in, in yeah. all honesty, over him. Um, but Mariota is another one you could toss down on there. Um, who's the other guy? I, you know, I, it's funny. I Any kind of two-quarterback league, uh, and sometimes even super flex, Taysom's always been a, a drop on there for me. Yeah. Uh, literally only because, uh, you know, there was a two-quarterback league this year where I lost uh, one of my quarterbacks, and I was able to throw Taysom Hill in there for one game, and he scored two touchdowns exactly. with James playing. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's stupid. It's like, okay. So that's he's a gimme, but... Um, I, I love Gardner, man. I, I'd love to see this kid get a, get a real logistic shot at somewhere. Yeah, um, me too. And, and if Pittsburgh didn't get Aaron Rodgers, I would love to see them get Gardner. How upset were you when the Philadelphia Eagles traded only a sixth-round pick for Gardner Minshew and your P- Pittsburgh Steelers sat on the sideline and said, no, nah, we're good? No, nah, I was bullshit. I was absolutely bullshit. Uh, I was like, you know, some. I, I just don't understand the, the thinking behind some of these organizations and why they don't look at players uh, like, and I grant it, they're out there. They're the ones scouting them. They're the ones doing all the work with them and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure in their circles they have conversations. But it just makes no sense to me why you wouldn't go out there and throw out a six-round draft pick to, to get Gardner Minshew on your squad uh, and secure yourself for a potential quarterback battle going into year one. Because you know Pittsburgh is is one of those teams that they're they're kind of pissing me off. Um, you know they're they're an aging team. Uh, they've got a lot of great pieces. They've got a lot of young great players. But the problem is the vets are outweighing the the youth, and they're they're still trying to win with yeah. Big Ben. Yeah. Like you know, uh, great you've won a couple games. Now you're knocking yourself way back into the draft. You're not going to have an opportunity at some of these uh, elite quarterbacks or elite offensive linemen like we could have. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to do something. Now, Pittsburgh's got caps, cap room next year. Uh, they got a pretty big – they got some movement, that's for sure. They got, they, I think they get a pretty big chunk. Um, so a, a guy like Rodgers is not out of the question. But right. if they don't want to go that route and they want to kind of rebuild without, they could go Gardner Minshew and they could go after a quarterback in the draft um, and use Gardner as a bridge. Uh, that Absolutely. So see what they do, man. They need to make some decisions. Well, there it is. There it is. And then in the AFC – how upset are you that my pa- my Patriots are the number one seed? Like, I just want to know how fucking pissed off you are 
being a Steeler fan to watch the Patriots go right back <laughs> to the top. It's simple, dude. I was like, fuck your Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the most annoying franchises I've ever been around. <laughs> it's, just, there we it's, go. It's, 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 it's like, you know, anytime I've had a chance to take a shit on Gillette Stadium, I do. Yeah. Um, just because the fan base pisses me off so bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but again, this, the, you have to give credit to where credit is due, and that's where this coaching staff is just uh, top notch, heads head, headed above everybody else in the NFL. Uh, nobody does it better than Bill, and no, it's true. He's every, just look, he's, every, he's a every show. I, I take an opportunity to like you know, you know, <laughs> belittle Jet fans and like Giant fans. I do I do so much of it. It's really quite fun. But then it's like when it's. Uh, you know, all my listeners are probably fucking hate the Patriots or most of them. And they're just waiting for someone like you to come on here and, and, and say that. So yep, they, they, that was a pressure yeah. release valve for many people who have just been like screaming at me, go fuck yourself. You stupid fucking page. You know, they just hate the Patriots. So thank you so much for doing that for those folks. They just finally, you know, exhaled. So good for them. Yeah. That's uh, I'm with you. My, the pain is felt and I live in new England. So I have to listen to this shit all the time. So it's uh it's it's it, it's brutal, you know. Dude, it's, you talk and sound like a Patriots fan. Like you do. I know. You, you have like if if you run into somebody on, they must assume you're you know you're a football. Guy. They must assume like I assumed you were a Patriots fan when I first <laughs> met you. I was like, bro, you're a Patriot fan, right, homie? And you were like, nah, dog. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So like we had that was our first like little moment. We had to. Yes, get over it was. It was yeah, it, like like I said, I everybody, everybody, like I would make the perfect Patriot fan, man. But <laughs> I, I could just not do it. Um, there's just been too much pain and uh, too much suffering over the years, and all my asshole friends have scarred me for life. So yes. therefore, I could never be a Patriot fan. Yes. Uh, nothing but impending doom is what I wish upon that franchise on a daily basis. That's correct. So, yeah, that's correct. But again, it's a except Belichick is uh is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So he's just going to continue to uh, put together these teams that are just uh, absolutely dominating and um, no wide receivers and third round running backs and a rookie quarterback and you know uh, guys you never even heard of on defense. And he's just going to turn them into a fucking Super Bowl contender because that's what fucking Bill does. <laughs> it's so awesome. Hey, uh, I'll, I'll ask you. I've asked this question a couple times, and we're 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 about to say goodbye. But uh, is Mac Jones anywhere close to, or is he the quarterback one now of that 2021 class? What do, what do you think now that this we is, know what we know right now? This is this is this is a this is a great question because um, I think that um, I, I was higher on Mac coming out the most we than were. a lot of people. You know, we all were. Um, yep. So I think if you're looking at it from a um, if you're looking at it from a real life uh, NFL standpoint, I think that Mac actually might be the better quarterback in this class right now. Like he would yep. be the guy that I would be like, "Yep, that's him." Um, from a fantasy standpoint, yeah, yeah. Like, like, BZ, hey, before, before you answer that question, like, if we were doing that list, but we only could pick from the rookies, it would be Mac by like a landslide. I, be, well, yeah, I mean, Mac looks. Close. I, yeah. There's no one else I see that would even. It even yeah. looks half as competent as yes. Mac right now. I w- it's it's actually a question of who would be number two and, and whether it would be right, you know, Fields or you know Lawrence or whatever. I mean, we'd have to have this conversation, but it would be Mac fucking slam dunk move slam move dunk move on. Yeah, but you started saying, and I, I cut you off, but you started saying it is different for fantasy. What is your take in that regard, sir? 
So in that take, um, again, it's hard because, you know, he doesn't look to have like this massive ceiling, but neither did Tom Brady when he first started either. Right. Um, you know, you see these guys going out and throwing for 216, two touchdowns. You say, oh, he had a good game, but that didn't do me dick in fantasy. Um, right. So the biggest thing is going to be is uh, how the Patriots uh, build around him, what kind of weapons they give him to use. Um, does he take that next step to get into like that elite tier? Because he doesn't really have much rushing upside. And so that I feel like that kind of caps him a little bit. Yeah. But again, I, we've, you don't necessarily have to have legs to be a good fantasy quarterback. Right. Um, it's just, it, I feel like it's one of those things where we just don't quite know. It's a little bit early yet to say, you know, you could put him at the one, um, but again, it's fields or Lance or any of these guys could easily move buy them just due to their legs <laughs> yeah well, um, i have i have fields now as my quarterback one from that class i mean okay i yep. have them close but i have it fields lawrence mac jones uh lance and then some other guy i, I think davis mills uh then uh kyle trask then zach yep. wilson joking yep. joking no i know no, no, you're not because hey you know you're not because no no i just i just love jets fans like wait did he forget zach wilson no 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 he's He's way the fuck down there. You got to keep scrolling. No, I'm joking. Zach Wilson played better this week, but he did. Let, let me ask you this question. I keep asking these good questions. That's no, okay. Keep going. What's up? Tua or Mac Jones in Dynasty? God damn. And you know, I'm a Tua guy too. Um, that's a really fucking good one. So if I had to choose right now, Tua or Mac Jones in Dynasty, I'm going to take Tua. It's close. I have him uh, one spot ahead of Mac Jones. I, so okay. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going right to take there uh, with you, man. It's so close. I, I'm going to take two. I, it, it was, it, it's you're, you're like literally splitting hairs at that point. Um, uh, and like I said, I'll just take two by a smidge. Okay. So I updated my rankings recently, my dynasty rankings, my, my brethren haven't. So they're, 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 they're further off on this one, but I have to ask this question. I asked it to Mr. Mr. Philly fan last week. Uh, Michael B. Duncan, I'll ask you. Who would you rather have in Dynasty, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Mm. Superflex. Not one super quarterback. One quarterback could be Hurts because you don't give a shit. You're just like upside, upside, upside. But I'm right. talking superflex where, you know, hey, man, you, you're going to need some production. Who's Who you got? So, you know what? I, I, this is going to sound really crazy and people are going to probably be like, what a fucking idiot. But I think I would have to take Wentz on this one yeah. because um, I just don't know if I, I – I don't have the confidence or the belief that uh, Hurts is that future of that team. Yeah. I don't even think that team feels it because they just have not committed to him. Like yeah. I think that you know, if Deshaun Watson were to get clear of everything and all of a sudden the Eagles got all hot and heavy, you could see an absolute – Deshaun Watson to Philadelphia trade because that's just kind of the way that franchise is. Look, um, I had Jalen Hurts in and around like 10, 11, 12 in dynasty, my dynasty rankings, right around 10, let's just say. And I had Wentz in and around 20 in my dynasty rankings. So I had Hurts well above him. Right now, I've got them both around 15, and I have Wentz a spot ahead. So I'm with you. My point is we never would have thought that. So, you know. I mean, there's just – look, if, if you told me both guys start – for for the next five years, it hurts. What are you fucking yeah. crazy? Like that's not even a question. If I right. know they're both playing for the next five years, then it's fucking hurts. Not close. The only thing that makes it close is the fragility of Hertz's future, whether or not he's able to play. And so I think that when that's taken into consideration, look, if you're swinging upside, yeah, you take Hertz. If you're swinging, you know, just trying to secure a, a QB two, 
you gotta you gotta you gotta lean Wentz, which is kind of crazy because we all, you know, none of us would have felt this way, uh, you know, a few months ago, eh? Yeah, you no, know, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I just, I have a, I, I do not have many shares of Hertz. Uh, he's right. not somebody I'm trying to to get right now at all. Um, <laughs> I, I just, he, he's, it, the, I, I don't like unpredictability like this because it's just, I feel like you're going to make an investment into something that's just going to completely bite you, and now you have a uh, the people that invested in Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're in that zone now you're in that he's a backup quarterback. You're hoping the other quarterback goes down for any kind of value in each year. You're praying to God that he goes on and has an audition and knocks it out of the park. And here we go. But, uh, state, cause uh, again, uh, he could be there. I, I just, I feel like this off season with quarterbacks, there's going to be a lot of movement going on. I don't know why, but it just feels like a crazy year. That's going to kind of open up a few things here and there. We're going to see some changes. How, how much do you love Jalen Waddle and Elijah Moore going forward? Oh, dude! Right, Jalen Jalen Waddle. I, I I I I adore him. Yeah, I love him so much, and I I've literally just I've gone out and I have spent uh, mass amounts of, of capital to get him on all my teams. I don't care. I want Waddle. Kid's a stud. Um, Elijah Moore is another kid that I really like a lot too. Um, I regret at one point I did make a trade earlier in the year uh, where I was trying to be savvy and it bit me in the ass. I got rid of Moore. I can't. I think I got something like Laviska and a running back back, but it just yeah. it was not worth it. I just I was trying to get myself set up for as a contender and it just a, a dumbass trade. I um, trade and, 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 and we make those Elijah Moore's. Yeah, I've, I've hey, traded away a couple. Yeah. And, and I that's, that's away, a uh, ETN Elijah Moore and a first for Dalvin Cook, and of course yep. that looked smart for a long time, and you know now it doesn't as much or whatever you know, and uh, yeah, so it, it happens. I mean, you gotta you know when you're trying to win it, you win it. But I guess the the, the point is is you know be patient with those players sometimes. Yes. But you know you don't know if you have Terrace Marshall or Elijah Moore, you know, or Jalen Waddle, right? You know, I mean now obviously Jalen Waddle's so far ahead of. Terrace Marshall and and I think that ranking where I had Terrace Marshall ahead of Jalen Waddle looks awful now but it, it I don't know I mean we didn't know I mean they both no. had similar profiles coming out they were very close it was all right there I mean you know Elijah Moore was there I had him you know that's my point is you never know so if you, you know if you tra- if if I would have traded ETN Terrace Marshall in a first for Dalvin you'd be like oh fucking nice job bro you know what I mean yeah so you know you just don't yep. know which guy you've got this was obviously you know preseason or whatever it was you know, so yeah I, you know I, I I did a you saw you saw that chemistry with Tua and 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 Waddle just kind of continue to keep go moving on from what they had from the past yeah um, and you and it is, and and then and then you look at just how how uh, efficient Waddle is, his route running. Uh, he's not just this deep guy. He he's got he's got he's got room to grow, yeah. uh, but he's a good route runner. He can hit on all levels, yes. um, and I love his speed, man. I mean, his yep. burst is incredible. Yes. Um, so he's a guy that I I I I've made a big push on at the end of the year to get on a lot of my teams. Uh, Moore is another guy that I've been trying to get, but he was. Crazy enough, people liked Elijah more and more than they liked Jalen Waddle. So for sure, Waddle, Waddle was more. Boys. Yeah, yep, more, yep. more uh, easier to acquire Waddle than it was for more. So I just, yeah, sometimes which you just gotta take what you can get. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, that's what it is. You take what you get, and you're just like, you know, hey, um, crazy man. It's it's been it's been a wild year at these with everything and uh, listening to all the. I've tried to fade Twitter as much as possible in terms of uh, that outside noise, you know, just listening to the guys, you know, undroppables and some of the guys that we're close with and just how, uh, you know, 
our stuff has been kind of going and stuff like that. And it, it's pretty crazy, man. We've had some, uh, it's been, it's been a fluky, fluky year. That is well, for sure. You, you've, you've been a little bit off, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter and off this show a bit. And, you know, you're still obviously my brother, but you know, you've had a lot going on, you know, off the field, if you will. And, you know, you're starting to, you're starting to make your way back. And, and, yep. uh, you know, I will say, uh, when you're, uh, sharing advice, you probably want to listen. If you're a listener, I'm telling you, man, I, I love being in and around BZ and, you know, I learned so much from playing in leagues against him. I learned so much from, from having the opportunity to, 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 to talk with him, text with him and all those sort of things. Um, when I have a trade, I'm wondering about, I, you know, I, unless he's in the league, I it's, it's unethical to ask for someone who's in the league. I, I never ask someone who's in the league. But if I'm not in the league with him, I'll always ask him, what do you think about this yeah. and that? And he set me straight. Uh, yep, obviously, same, he, he same. Ripped, my, ripped my ass in a few trades already, you know? So tried to do it again with Javante Williams, and I almost bit. <laughs> yeah, I did. Was, I was, oh, God, dude. I was, you know, it's like when you when you throw out that line and you're just waiting and you're just like, come on, baby, come bite. On, baby. And you, you, come see, on, you baby. see that fish circling and you're just like, bite, you little bitch, bite. And I I'm didn't bite. I came close, did. but not, I didn't bite. It was close. It, it, was it came offer. through, and I'm like, you motherfucker. That's the other dynasty game theory 101. And you do this well. I do this uh, very well, usually. I mean, there's sometimes I, I make bad trade offers, but in general, you want to make aggressive, strong trade offers because you want to get a yes. You know, you can't give up nothing to get something. You have to give up something. So, you know, a lot of times you just target the one guy that like is like, oh, I know he's going to want. And then in, in this case, you were like CMC in a first. How hard is it? I mean, how hard is it to click? I'm getting a 23 first in CMC. No matter what's on the other side, it's like hard to just be like, nah. So yeah, at the end yes, of the day, yes, it is. Right, it that's is. that's what it yes. is. So, and then you throw you throw in a little bit of a uh, you you hit the heart with Mac Jones exactly, and you're like, okay, maybe toss another pick in there just to make it. Push Look, a little bit. Yeah, here's a bunch of shit. Like, I was yeah, a couple seconds go, and purge. Yeah. Like, God, I'm getting overpaid. This is a fucking no-brainer. Yeah. Yep. Like, what is this idiot doing? Smash. And and I, I, I was hoping you were going to bite it. And I was like, well, this this will be the most interesting trade that I've seen today, whether which way that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once you rejected it, I'm like, damn. I'm like, yeah. ah. Yeah. No, it's a great trade. And that's what you got to do. You got to tempt me. You did. You got to tempt that other owner. Uh, well, I am tempting you to come back again on this show because you're Absolutely, a brother. legend. I love you. You know love I do. Love you too, man. All right, brother. So I'm going to say goodbye. So tell everybody what's up. Just say goodbye. Tell them where they hey, can find you. The BZBFF. Hit me up on Twitter anytime. Undroppables. OGs. You know how we do. Uh, That's it. It's baby. good seeing everybody. Let's do it again. Let's do it again sometime. On behalf of everybody at The Undrafted. On behalf of everybody at The Undroppables. On behalf of of my lazy, lazy producer, Michael P. Duncan. 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 I'm going to get my kids to do a little insert on that one. The Michael P. Duncan. Yeah. Thank you, Michael P. Duncan. On behalf of Jake Bison, the BZBFF, I am Jax Falcone, and we are out. Peace.